Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are calling this Jazz Rock or Rock Jazz? Question mark. And this is a two-part series in which, you know, there is, we are going to be diving into basically, um, you know, I've been kind of down this rabbit hole, if you could tell from a couple of these episodes um, in the archives of the podcast, where we have Brad Meldow playing rock tunes, and we have jazz musicians playing Jimi Hendrix tunes, etc. But it kind of got me wondering and thinking, you know, a little bit further into the rabbit hole. We have a lot of jazz fusion out there called jazz rock. But just how much rock jazz is there? Besides, you know, the artists that uh, we covered with uh, covering Jimi Hendrix tunes. And then, of course, Brad Meldow having, you know, his thing, which is um, taking music that he grew up with whether that's 90s rock tunes or classic rock tunes, and transforming them into improvisational vehicles. And of course, the easy out is to say, well, there's a lot of Beatles songs, so let's, you know, scatter half a dozen of those, and then we'll come up with whatever we can find in the rest. That's not really what I was after. What I'm after is just how many varied jazz musicians have covered rock tunes and transformed them into improvisational vehicles. And so what we've came up with is 30 tracks. That's right. So you've got 15 tracks on this, which is part one, and you'll have 15 tracks on part two. And they range immensely. It's quite a variety. So sit back, relax, grab a beverage, And let's delve into this jazz rock or rock jazz part one together here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Enjoy.
good, good stuff. All right, so <clears throat> let's take that in the order in which we heard that set. The first thing that we heard was Heart of Glass, made famous, of course, by Blondie. And, it, you know, the thing is, is that love or hate disco, love or hate Blondie, love or hate, you know, new wave, no wave, whatever you want to classify them as. That's not what I'm, uh, that's not the hill I'm dying on here. But it's anthemic. That particular song, uh, like most Blondie songs, uh, are, are very catchy. The hook is there. So you know how the song goes. And because you know how the song goes, the Bad Plus, which is who performed Heart of Glass there, um, they have, in the hands of, a, of being jazz improvisers, the liberty to take something that is so familiar and then they can twist it around. They can make the whole environment rhythmically um, malleable, very nebulous, which is very cool if you stop and think about it because there's not many covers, first of all, of Heart of Glass, period. Secondly, there's no one covering it like that. And that's what's really cool about this particular arrangement is that you have this very nebulous free thing and a so much chromaticism going in the left hand of Ethan Iverson there. You know, by the way, it's Ethan Iverson on piano, Reed Anderson on the bass and David King on the drums. Uh, this comes from their their like blockbuster album. These are the vistas. And that recording is 20 years old. That's right. You heard me. 20 year, two decades old. And it still sounds that good because the Bad Plus, the original Bad Plus lineup, it was just a killer group, you know, and it, it, it still works to this day. Now, they kind of take it all the way to the edge, look over the edge, and then when they come back to the melody of Heart of Glass, that's when they go into the, the disco beat. And it's just, it's the ultimate release. It's the ultimate like, ah, gotcha moment, which is wonderful because... That's kind of what you've probably been hearing in your head. And they've, you know, toyed around with this thing so much that they finally give it to you at the end. And you're like, oh, yeah, that that groove is so hard. And it, it, it it's wonderful, you know, and they're playing with time, too. But in a much more um, typical way, let's put it that way, you know, uh, by the way, Ethan Iverson is on Blue Note Records now. He, you know, he, of course, he's got his blog, do the math, um, killer dude, you know what I mean? Incredible player plays with Billy Hart, who is, who just celebrated a birthday. Uh, Billy Hart is a icon, a legend. Um, and he teaches at Oberlin, uh, conservatory. So there you go. Um, you cannot miss with Ethan Iverson or any of the bad plus recordings, just putting it out there, but yeah, for the sake of what we're doing, which is breaking down uh, rock tunes in the hand of in the hands of jazz improvisers, that's a great example right there to lead off right off the bat. Now, the next song that we heard was none other than "Superstition," of course, made famous by the great legendary Stevie Wonder. <clears throat> but that particular arrangement was in the hands of jazz great Ahmad Jamal. 
Yeah. And it comes from an album just simply called Ahmad Jamal 73. And that recording is 50 years old. Yeah. Now, it's very funky. And it also features one of the very few and rare instances in which we get to hear Ahmad Jamal not on an acoustic piano, but on an electric piano. So, that's kind of cool. But, um, the problem (laughs) a lot of jazz reviewers and critics had is that um, they only gave it two stars. Because they said that... uh, it's a few tracks away from being a necessity for Ahmad Jamal fans. <laughs> Sadly, you know? Um, yeah, and I mean, he's also performing The World as a Ghetto. Uh, yeah, and, and it's got a whole orchestra arranged and conducted by Richard Evans, which is, you know, it is what it is, but I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, given the right context and the right formatting, which is what we're trying to do here. So in that instance, I think it works out great to have a track by Ahmad Jamal, because he's a master impro- improviser, uh, playing on the tune written by the great Stevie Wonder. So there you go. All right, so we have The Bad Plus covering Blondie. We have Ahmad Jamal covering Stevie Wonder. And then we ended the set um, with one of my favorite modern uh, current-day artists. And his name is Ibrahim Malouf. And uh, that's M-A-A-L-O-U-F. And he is on the new Impulse label. You know, not that it really went anywhere too long, but uh, the current Impulse label, I should say. Um, He's an incredible trumpet player, an incredible flugelhorn player. Um, Yeah, he's, um, I believe he's of Lebanese descent, uh, uh, Lebanese and French, you know. And... um, yeah, he has this incredible album from 2015 called Red and Black Light. And just the whole album is tra- eight tracks, and it's just fantastic. Like, there's not a bad track on the entire album. So if you're looking for an entrance into the music world of Ibrahim Malouf, uh, this is it. You know, he's also got an album uh, dedicated to the great Egyptian uh, uh, vocal icon, Um Kathum. If you're not familiar with Um Kuthum, that's amazing music as well. But he's also got uh, a vocal work dedicated to the work of Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. I mean, this guy's imagination is just wild and out there. And I love it. Absolutely love it. But the reason he's been included on this particular episode of the podcast is because what we heard to end the set there was none other than Beyonce's Run the World. Girls. Girls Run the World. And it grooves, even just as an instrumental, it grooves so hard. And yet there's all these great improv ideas <clears throat> that Maloof is is putting on top of that. So, yeah, uh, it definitively qualifies for this particular episode, jazz rock or rock jazz, you know. Um, so, yeah, in the very first set right there, you have Blondie. Covered by the Bad Plus, you have CV Wonder covered by Majmal and Beyonce covered by Ibrahim Malouf. That's pretty good for a first set, wouldn't you say? Well, we've got some music by uh, Elton John. Let's see, Steely Dan, The Rolling Stones, Radiohead, Elliot Smith, 
Tina Turner, and Tom Waits coming up. So do not go anywhere. You are listening to Jazz Rock or Rock Jazz, part one here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Russet brandy in a diamond glass Everything is made from dreams Time is made from honey, slow and sweet Only the fools know what it means Temptation Temptation Well, I know that he is made of smoke, but I've lost my way. He knows that I am broke, but I must pay temptation.
That's heavy, deep, and beautiful all at the same time. Whew. All right. <clears throat> Three widely varied tracks in, in that set. So we started off with the Tom Waits tune, Temptation. And it comes from Diana Krall and her album, The Girl in the Other Room, on Verve Records. And um, this is a killer lineup. Diana Krall's on vocals, of course, and piano. <clears throat> on guitar, Anthony Wilson. 
on the Hammond B3, Neil Larson. For those of you who are Jazz Fusion fans, yes, the same Neil Larson, who had a brief solo career that was very, very, very cool. Laying down the bass, the foundation. That's right, the one, the only, Christian McBride. And on drums, Terry Lynn Carrington. Yeah, just sizzling. Blue flame underneath the whole time. Um, <clears throat> this is one of the last albums produced by Tommy LaPuma uh, and Diana Krall and mixed by Al Schmidt. If you know anything about Diana Krall and her major albums like uh, All All For You, uh, Love Scenes, uh, Stepping Out, they were produced by Tommy LaPuma and mixed by the great Al Schmidt. I think they've both passed now. Uh, but Tommy LaPuma was a major figure in so many great artists' uh, careers, whether that's Paul McCartney or whether that's Miles Davis with Tutu, you know. Um, Tommy LaPuma was a major, major figure. Um, he was also a major figure for Dr. John, Leon Russell, Al Rowe. The, the list is truly endless. Uh, but he's definitively uh, a big part of what kind of helped give Diana Krall her sound, you know, when she first came onto the scene. And, um, yeah, it's very cool that she chose material by the great Tom Waits, uh, one of my favorite. I don't even know if you want to call him a rock artist. He's just a musical artist, you know. The only thing, and, it, and it's debatable, because I think Anthony Wilson did a, a tremendous job uh, on guitar there being completely lyrical uh, but it's known that Mark Rebo has uh, played with uh, many you know he's a studio cat and I you know if you're any you know fan of the podcast you know that we are huge Mark Rebo fans here at the Dr. Jazz Party po podcast because Mark Rebo is an entity into himself but he's also a, a tremendous studio cat and he he also plays with Zorn so I mean the dude's just awesome um Mark Rebo also happened to play with Tom Waits. The the track, uh, what is it, that's really well known for Tom Waits, uh, Jockey Full of Bourbon. That's Mark Rebo on that Tom Waits song, playing the guitar solo. So part of me would have really loved to hear Mark Rebo in that guitar spot. But I understand that Diana works with Anthony Wilson. Anthony Wilson, you know, son of the great Gerald Wilson, completely consummate artist in his own right. I'm just saying, with Christian McBride, Terry Lynn Carrington, and Diana Krall on, and Neil Larson, on a, a Waits tune, it would be nice to have that little piece of Waits right there with her. And Mark Rebo could have done a fantastic job, even on acoustic guitar. So, I don't know. It's one of those things that just make you go, hmm. Regardless, this is a great album. Everybody should check it out. Um, the Girl in the Other Room, Diana Krall. Yeah. After that, in the middle of the set, we heard the one and only Soul Rebel Brass Band with Sweet Dreams are made of these from their album, Unlock Your Mind. I cannot say enough about the Soul Rebels. I've been lucky enough to catch 
the Soul Rebels live in concert. They are a treat. They're the real deal. I mean, just power, emotion, funkiness, awesomeness. Uh, they are straight from New Orleans. You've got to love them. Um, every track on this album, Unlock Your Mind, is totally worth it. I mean, totally worth it. Um, but yeah, who are the Soul Rebels brass band? Well, it's Lamar LeBlanc on drums and vocals, Derek Moss on drums and vocals, Julian Gosen on trumpet, percussion, and vocals, Marcus Hubbard on trumpet and vocals, Edward Lee Jr. on the sousaphone laying down that just incredible bass line. And, you know, and, and he's toting his, like, you know, fourth and fifth lungs with him to play all that that long. Uh, Edward Lee Jr. on sousaphone, percussion, and vocals. Corey Payton on trombone, percussion, and vocals. Paul Robertson on trombone and vocals. And on that particular track, Sweet Dreams, we heard Arian Williams on tenor sax and vocals. And on this particular album, Ben Elman, Leo Nocentelli of the Meters fame, as well as Trombone Shorty, appear all throughout. And let me tell you, they're playing Leo Nocentelli's Say Nah Hey. They're playing Living for the City by Stevie Wonder on this album. They're playing Night People by Alan Toussaint. Uh, Sweet Dreams, which we heard, not to mention just killer tunes like Showtime, I Made It, <clears throat> Unlock Your Mind, We're Gonna Take Your Body, and 504. And if you don't know what 504 is, then... Bless your heart, Lord help you. So, unlock your mind, the Soul Rebel Brass Band. Not going to go wrong. Trust me. Okay? Now, of course, I'm assuming that everybody knows, but just in case you don't, Sweet Dreams was made famous in the 80s by the Eurythmics, which was Annie Lennox and I believe Dave Stewart. And killer duo, Annie Lennox is, is, is quite an artist, you know. But having this New Orleans brass band sound, New Orleans brass band sound to that tune is just an incredible version. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, and then we ended the set with uh, the beautiful vocal stylings of Madeline Peru. Uh, not spelled like the country. No, no, it's P-E-Y-R-O-U-X, Peru. And she was covering the great Elliot Smith and his composition Between the Bars. And um, just a killer group of musicians here. Of course, Madeline Perot is on vocals, but also on guitar. Uh, on additional guitars, Dean Parks. Dave Pilch is on the bass. Uh, Jay Bellarose is on the drums and percussion. And on the piano, Wurlitzer piano, Esty Hammond organ. And Celeste, the one and only Larry Goldings. That's right. Larry Goldings if, is one of the, the funniest cats out there in the jazz world. Uh, if you haven't seen any of Larry Goldings' social media posts, do yourself a favor. That's not crazy stuff. It's just funny. He has an immense sense of humor, which is so refreshing in the polarizing times in which we live. So, Larry Goldings, yeah. Um... Now, if you're trying to jot down these names and these albums, and by the way, the, Madeline Peru's the, what that track came off of was her album "Careless Love." If, if you're trying to jot down all the stuff or make notes in your phone or what, don't worry about it. We've got all that covered for you. All you got to do is go and check out our website, which is 
Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And there you will find each track with the artist and the album artwork in the order in which we play it. So that way you know exactly what to go look for in your local record store, order, or add to your playlists online. Either way, remember, please support local if you have a local record store or a local CD store. It is so important that we keep those places open for music. Okay? All right. Also, feel free to share the Dr. Jazz podcast with anyone that you think would dig this kind of music, whether it's just this episode or whether you find a couple of episodes that they would like. We are free. You know, we are not making a dime off this and it's truly just out of the goodness of our heart. So, but you can find the Dr. Jazz podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, Amazon, whatever, Mixcloud, we are there. So, <clears throat> Simply tell them to check out the Dr. Jazz podcast and hey, it's the Jazz Rock or Rock Jazz Volume 1 episode and that's what you're listening to. So they can check it out as well. If you have a chance to write a positive review on Apple, we would certainly appreciate it or just give us five stars. Love that too. So like I said, we're not making a dime. We're not got any kind of Patreon. We don't have any kind of merchandise or anything. So we are just doing this out of the goodness of our hearts to spend to spend a bunch of good music uh, with interesting little themes and hopefully it l- lightens up your day and makes you forget about the problems of the world for just a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, it makes you pat your foot and tap your head just a little bit. So that's all we're trying to do out here is spend good vibes and put good vibes out into the universe. So enough from me. Let's get to another set of incredible music here on jazz rock or rock jazz part one on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thanks so much for listening.
Wow. That's some incredible music right there. Um, <clears throat> all right. So we kind of have a Tom York bookend with this particular set. So we started off the set with the great saxophonist Chris Potter, who, um, yeah, I, I, I happen to know his teacher very well, <laughs> two of his teachers very well. So uh, shout out to Mary Lou and Chief Bryson, if by any strange chance you're listening to a random jazz podcast. Um, but he was covering uh, Radiohead's Morning Bell, um, written by the whole band. And it's it's such a haunting melody. And it the thing about Radiohead tunes is they're not typical rock tunes. They're highly melodic. They put a, a great emphasis on um, intervals within a lot of the tunes. And uh, they don't necessarily write tunes in straight 4-4 four, four time. That's another thing that's appealing to jazz musicians about Radiohead tunes. And then lastly, they're... There are sequences in their music, like you'll hear something go a, a certain way, and then they'll continue on, but in a they'll they'll move it up or they'll move it down in a in a in a, in a sequence, which is very jazz like. So <clears throat> between the the mixed meter and you know or or just odd meter, not for common four four time all the time, sequencing and um, melodic interval jumps. It, it just lays very well for jazz musicians uh, to cover Radiohead tunes, which go back to the Brad Meldow episode. It's there, you know. Um, but Morning Bell is an interesting choice by the great Chris Potter. It comes from his 2006 album Underground and features, of course, Chris Potter on the tenor sax, but Wayne Krantz on the guitar, Craig Taborn on the Fender Roads, and Nate Smith, the great Nate Smith, who actually has his own signature drum out now. Check that out. And not the country artist, the actual jazz drummer, Nate Smith. Had to give some props for my my guy Nate Smith there on drums. Um, and it comes from Chris Potter's album Underground. Just a killer album. Like, the whole album is fantastic. Now, in the middle of that set, we heard this burning, swinging, like, it sounded like just a straight-up jazz tune. Well, that's because of two things. One, who was playing it. But that also happens to be the type of tune that they chose to cover. So what we heard was Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. You know, the, the band that just released Hackney Diamonds that's going on tour, you know what I mean, in their 80s? Yeah, same same group. Um, but it's more like a blues tune. So at the hands of very seasoned jazz professionals, they treated it as such. Just like it was a swinging blues tune. So that's exactly what they did. Um, 
That version that we just heard was recorded in July of 1971. To put that in perspective, that's the exact same time that Miles Davis was releasing Live Evil. Crazy. Speaking of jazz, rock, or rock jazz, there you go. There's two examples. But who we heard was none other than the great Lewis Hayes on the drums, Ray Brown on the bass, Milt Jackson, Bags himself on the vibraphone, and the one and only Oscar Peterson on the piano. And it comes from their NPS album, Reunion Blues. Not a bad track on this either. I mean, just killer, killer music. And swinging, ooh, it really swings on this one. So, Oscar Peterson covering the Rolling Stones, believe it or not. And then I said that we kind of had like a Tom York bookend. Well, it's not another Radiohead tune, but it is uh, a tune that Tom York sang in a duet with Bjork. And it's the tune I've seen it all from Bjork's album Selma Songs. <clears throat> and we got a beautiful rendition by the pianist Taylor Igsty from his album Lucky to Be Me. And it features Taylor on the piano, James Genus on the bass. And if you're unsure, well, why have I heard that name before? Well, just check out the band on Saturday Night Live because he's the bass player right up there with Lenny Pickett. Um, <clears throat> maybe you've seen James in person. If you've seen Herbie Hancock in concert, because he usually tours with Herbie as well. So Taylor's on the piano. James Genus is on the bass. The great Billy Kilson is on drums. Greg Adams is on trumpet. And Eric Marienthal from the Chikoria Electric Band fame is on saxophone. Um, I really love <clears throat> this rendition that Taylor has because it's got this Spanish kind of feel to it, but not heavy Spanish. It's melodic, yet it's got uh, uh, it, what Jelly Roll called a Spanish tinge, to be, if I'm being completely honest. And the thing about it is it, it's reminiscent of not saying it's identical. It's just reminiscent. I choose my words carefully. It's reminiscent of flamenco sketches off of Kind of Blue because it's got a hint of that Spanish tinge to it with a certain chord progression. And there's a certain chord progression with this that has that same kind of Spanish tinge. That's where my ear like directly goes to like an arrow. But that being said, it's a lot more cinematic in its... Um, and it's melodicism and it's lyricism. And um, that's a wonderful thing because that's a job well done by Bjork because it actually was written to be uh, part of a soundtrack for a film. I forget the film right now, but yeah, it was a part, it was meant to be part of a soundtrack. So um, yeah, and it's, it, it's got some morbid lyrics. I, I've seen the lyrics and it's just like, whoo. But it's it's musically, you 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 know, as I was just talking about with the Radiohead segment with Chris Potter, there's that sequencing thing going on, and Bjork's a lot like that too, you know. Her and Radiohead write very interesting music, 
you know, you don't have to like Radiohead or Bjork. I mean, I happen to, but you don't have to, to understand that there are elements in that music that can be used as great jazz improvisation vehicles. And I think that Taylor Ixty and Chris Potter, well, and for that matter, Brad Meldow in the other episode, um, has done very well with. So, there you go. You know, if you want to, check out the originals by any and all means, but yeah. So, and then compare them to these versions. That's that's a cool, you know, thing too. And that's one of the things that I've been doing uh, down the rabbit hole here. So, yeah. And some of these stay kind of true to the original, and some of these are quite different from their original version. So, that's that's the kind of cool part is the dichotomy of the both. You know what I mean? So, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. There we are. So, all right, another set down. We've got two more great sets coming at you. So, uh, again, thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your day or evening. Um, you know, there's literally a sea of other podcasts, so we really, really do appreciate you. We're nothing without you, and don't think that we don't know it. So, uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening. Um, and wanted to make sure I got that in. So, there you go. Um, yeah, so stick around. We've got two more great sets coming at you. A lot of interesting stuff coming up, guaranteed. You haven't heard nothing yet. It's about to get really diverse. So stick around for Jazz Rock or Rock Jazz, part one here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs>
Bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so Steely Dan, Fleetwood Mac, Elton John, all in one set. Well, their songs at least. So let's take that as we heard it. So the first thing that we heard was none other than the great Woody Herman Big Band from their 1978 album, Chick, Donald, Walter, and Woodrow. And it's the Woody Herman Band basically playing the music of Chick Corea and Steely Dan, Donald Fagan and Walter Becker. And the band at that time was chocked full of talent. I mean, just, oh my God. Okay, so deep breath. Here we go. Woody Herman was on alto and soprano saxophones, clarinet and vocals. Frank Tiberi was the lead tenor sax flute and bassoon player. Talk about your doubling nightmares. Gary Anderson was on tenor sax flute, alto flute, piccolo. Yeah. Joe Lovano, the great Joe Lovano. Joe Lovano was on tenor sax and flute. Killer Barry Sax player Bruce Johnstone on Barry Sax bass clarinet, flute, and vocals. Jay Sollenberger was on first trumpet and flugel. Alan Vizzuti of all those great brass sections with Chick Corea. Yeah, Alan Vizzuti was on first trumpet and flugel. Nelson Hatt was on trumpet and flugel and piccolo trumpet. Glenn Drews on trumpet and flugel. Dennis Dotson was on trumpet and flugel. Bill Byrne was on trumpet and flugel. That's a hell of a lot of trumpet players. Wow. Birch Johnson, first trombone. Larry Farrell, trombone. Jim Daniels, bass trombone. Three trombones. Like 20 trumpets, but three trombones. Yeah, not a lot of trombone love. Pat Coyle on piano and Rhodes. The one and only Mark Johnson on acoustic and electric bass. Now, if that name sounds maybe slightly familiar, you're like, where have I heard that name before? Well, Mark Johnson was the bassist in the last Bill Evans trio with Joe LaBarbera on drums. Yeah. He's just a killer musician. Uh, And then on drums and percussion, none other than Jeff Hamilton. Yeah, from the Hamilton Clayton Orchestra. And then there's special guest musicians all throughout the album, not on the track that we heard, but all throughout the album, including Victor Feldman and Tom Scott, if you can believe that. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. And we heard the Steely Dan classic, Deacon Blues. Now, if there's any of my friends out there who are listening and... They already know the song, Deacon Blues. I'm looking at you, Keith. Then they know that there's a specific lyric in that that song that says, you know, we got a name for the winners in the world. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide. And I'd just like to shout out a quick roll, Tide, roll to all my Alabama brothers and sisters out there in Tuscaloosa. We made the playoff. Woohoo! And we have won the SEC championship. So there you go. Got to love it. Deacon Blues, just for my Alabama fans out there. <clears throat> so, yeah. And it's a great song on top of that. So there you go. Um, in the middle of the set, 
one of my favorite newer artists on the scene today. Talking about trombonist Aubrey Logan. Killer singer, killer scat singer, and killer trombonist. Um, This comes from her 2021 album, Standard. And she is covering the one and only Dreams, written by Stevie Nicks for Fleetwood Mac. And quite a cool version on top of that. So just absolutely bonkers good. Um, And tasteful, like super melodic. And the layering of the, the background vocals that she did on top of that, that's all her. That's all overdubs. Just incredible. So on bass, there's Sam Pankey. On drums and percussion, Daniel Dufour. <clears throat> on guitar, there's Chris McQueen. Uh, on piano, Sean Michael Giddings. And of course, on vocals, trombone and producer, Aubrey Logan. So yeah. And by the way, don't think that this whole album is just like rock standards. It's not. She's performing fascinating rhythm. MacArthur Park, which is kind of both, you know, but still the way we were, which is made famous by, you know, jazz versions by Maynard Ferguson. Right. Uh, Killer trombone solo in in that version. Save your love for me. Here's that rainy day on the sunny side of the street. I mean, these are really good songs that she's doing and she's doing them quite well. Like Aubrey's got some bebop chops, y'all. Like somebody's been listening to quite their fair share of like Rosalino, JJ, the whole nine yards. So Curtis Fuller. So make sure you check out Aubrey Logan's album standard. It's a really good one. You know, I would not steer you wrong. So there you go. Now, the last track that we heard was none other than Elton John's goodbye yellow brick road. But this is an album that flies underneath the radar of a lot of jazz cats. And it's by none other than the Italian saxophonist Pietro Tonolo. Yep. I'm not about to bust out into Dean Martin songs, but Pietro Tonolo is a tenor and saxophone, uh, soprano saxophone player, but his backing band. And by the way, this comes from the album, your songs, the music of Elton John. Every song is an Elton John song, except two songs, which were inspired by Elton John that Pietro Tonolo wrote. And they're not your typical Elton John songs. It's Blue Eyes, Tiny Dancer, Rocket Man, Your Song, The One, Sorry Seems to Be the Hardest Word, and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And that's the one that we heard, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which is taking it quite a, a, a different style, much more in the swing sense, right? As if it was just a straight ahead tune, which is cool. Just not what I was expecting, and I'm sure not what you were expecting either. On piano and accordion throughout the album, the great Gil Goldstein. On bass, Steve Swallow. Incredible musician. And on drums, the one and only Paul Motion. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. And this album comes from 2007? Is that right? Yeah, 2007. It's pink writing. It's hard to look at. Uh, but yeah, 2007 from the Oblique Sound label. Very cool album. Like, this is one of those kind of conversation albums that you have in your collection. Totally worth it. 
<coughs> it's a curveball for anybody who who comes over for like a like a listening session or a jazz hang. Yep, it's perfect for that. Now, I will say this. Um, I want to reiterate real quick. If you're trying to jot all this down, don't worry about it. We've got our website, and we we've got all that for you in the order which we play it. Just go to Doctor Jazz Podcast. That's D R J A double Z Podcast. Doctor Jazz Podcast. Dot WordPress. Dot com, and there you can find out all that info for every single episode. We have like 240 plus episodes, right? Every single episode's got the track listing, the artist, and the album artwork. <clears throat> so you don't have to worry about jotting anything down everything's right there so boom done simple easiest buy now at the top of that page you can click contact and it will open up a blank box which you can craft an email hit send and i will get it and as long as you're not soliciting stuff i'll actually write you back so there you go um i do already have like something like 55 show ideas so please no show more show ideas <laughs> for all of you who have written and given me show ideas thank you i have i have logged them i have put them down i'm still working on many things but i've got 55 current ones i'm working on already for next year so thank you uh and for those of you who have recently written and saying like i didn't like this artist but i decided to give you know this episode a shot and i'm i'm shocked i really like it so Looking at you, Laura, you know, thank you so, so much. You know, I always appreciate um, hipping people to great, great jazz music. That's part of what I'm doing this whole thing for, right? So there you go. Anyway, there's that. Plus, like I said before, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast. So please tell anybody that you know that might even like this to check it out. It's free, and it's nothing but good vibes. So why would you not want to give good vibes, right, y'all? There you go. All right. Enough talking for me. We've got one last set left. It's a doozy, and it's good. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Jazz Rock or Rock Jazz, part one, here on the Dodge Jazz Podcast. Pushed back the pigmen, the b-
All right. <clears throat> Three killer, killer songs. Different vibes. So cool. Yeah, I love those last three tracks. So, all right. The very first thing we heard was A Small Plot of Land, which was originally written by the great David Bowie and Brian Eno uh, from the Outside album. And this version that we heard uh, was recorded by saxophone great Donnie McCaslin. And it features... Donnie McCaslin on tenor sax, Jason Lindner on the keyboards, Tim Lefebvre on the electric bass, Mark Juliana on the drums, uh, Jeff Taylor was on the vocals on that particular track, and um, Nate Wood was on guitar. And it comes from the album Beyond Now by Donnie McCaslin, which is just absolutely cool. It's got a track uh, by Dead Mouse. It's got two David Bowie tracks uh, and a track by Mute Math and a bunch of originals by Donnie. And it's a really, really awesome, very forward-looking, um, very forward-sounding album. Uh, I really dig that one a lot. And you can't go wrong with Donnie McCaslin. He's a real deal artist. So, uh, In the middle there, <clears throat> we heard Jealous Guy which was written by John Lennon for his solo career stuff, post-Beatles. It's one of his more melodic tunes, you know. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the the myth is that John always wrote the more static melodies and Paul always wrote the more intervallic melodies. But this one has got a really nice intervallic, um, you know, melody there. So uh, this was done in the hands of the great Ben Allison and his band Man Size Safe from their 2008 album on Palmetto Records, Little Things Run the World. And it features Michael Sarin on the drums, Steve Cardenas on guitar, Ron Horton on trumpet and flugelhorn, and Ben Allison on bass. Killer arrangement. I love the stop time. Um, I love the vibe. I love the the this the whole sound of that arrangement. So kudos to Ben Allison. And then we ended with the great Tina Turner classic, What's Love Got to Do With It? And that comes from the most recent Miles Davis bootleg series, Volume 7, That's What Happened, 1982 to 1985. And that features, of course, Miles Davis on the trumpet, but Bob Berg on soprano sax, John Schofield on guitar, Robert Irving III on keyboards, Daryl Jones on electric bass, Vince Wilburn Jr. on the drums, and Steve Thornton on percussion. Recorded the day after Christmas, December 26th, 1984 in New York. Boom! Three great tracks. So... Again, thanks so much for taking time out of your day or your evening to uh, listen to these 15 tracks with us. It's been a ball. And be on the lookout for part two because it should be up by the time you know you, you hear this one. And um, yeah, it, it's some really, really good stuff. So hopefully you've had as much good time um, you know, listening to these interesting rock songs within the hands of jazz improvisers as we have so 
um yeah thank you so so much like i said we're nothing without you and we do really appreciate you and then the famous words of duke ellington you're very beautiful very gracious very lovely and we do love you madly and so with that said until next time ashes to ashes dust to dust y'all be good now because in jazz we trust (laughs) 